I've got loads of notebooks just because I like notebooks. But I've not written anything in any of them, so I thought I'll start using it <laughs> while we're quarantined. <laughs> Go back old school. It's in script. I hope this letter one day meets you well. <laughs> in good health. God knows we're not. I'm writing this from the corona pandemic, 2020. <laughs> Hey everyone and welcome back to The Real Film Podcast, the podcast that chats about films, TV and games. In this series we're chatting all about the From Software series of games, so your Bloodborne, your, your Dark Souls, your Sekiro. Um, not Demon Souls. Host, not Demon Souls because we've not played that. Uh, but that was Rob on the line. I've got Sam. He's muted. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. muted his mic. I have unmuted uh, it. And we've got Guff. Hello. And I'm your host Matt. And we're all still in quarantine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the in the first episode, we chatted about um, kind of the story about Dark Souls, a bit of like the mythology. We kind of went into quite in depth. Um, Dark Souls obviously spans three games, even though we're not really going to talk about Dark Souls 2. Um, we you know felt we needed to split this into two episodes just to cover how much we absolutely love Dark Souls. Um, so yeah, should we get into it? Yeah! 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 Uh, yeah, so my segment, I wanted to talk about bosses. Obviously, bosses are a pretty big deal um, in the world of Dark Souls um, and, like, kind of gaming in general. Um, but just the way bosses are used within um, Dark Souls, I think, is kind of not to touch back on what we spoke about last episode, very story-driven. Um, you know, they are the story rather than in some games, you know, you just kind of like get to a boss fight and it's kind of a boss fight just because they kind of go, well, we need you to fight a big thing now. Um, but I just kind of want to talk about our kind of favourite bosses and why they're our favourites. I think it's a nice little thing to do. And actually, I will start off by saying, I think I mentioned this in our video podcast, saying how what's brilliant about it is a lot of boss fights feel like the end point for like a gaming session do you know what I mean like you play the level you get to the boss you defeat the boss and then you go cool I'm done you know put put your controller down go and do something else whereas with Dark Souls I kind of feel like you can you can really keep what's that beeping that's uh, my fire alarm going off so oh wicked it's that burning the house down what are you burning <laughs> The apocalypse. Yes. Ah! Um, yeah, I feel like with Dark Souls, you you know you can you can really grind like a boss for like ages and ages and ages. And you'd think after playing it for like two hours, you'd finish a boss finally and go right. I'm done with that now. I just wanted to get it done with. But I always feel a bit like rejuvenated beating a boss and just go. I'm gonna keep playing now, which I think is quite unique. I don't really get that with yeah. a lot of other games. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but my favourite boss is the Abyss Watchers in Dark Souls 3. I think... I do I like love the story, like Guff touched on it a bit last episode. Obviously, they... Um, in Dark Souls 1, Ar- Artorius is um, asked by Gwyn to go and fight the Abyss and hold it back on his own. That's how like hard he is, that he was sent on his own to go and do that with his dog. Something Darth um, Maul couldn't do. Yeah, <laughs> Guff, 
Darth Maul couldn't hold the abyss back on his I, own. I did, I did put in the uh, the private chat on this <laughs> Skype session that I instantly regretted comparing yeah. <laughs> Nazaris to Darth Maul. You should do. You're gonna get. You're gonna get a lot. He's of shit more like Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, really. <laughs> oh, he's uh, backtracking now. Um, but yeah, so um, Altorius fights the abyss, and then in Dark Souls Three, there's kind of been this cult that have arisen around Altorius and like his legend and like what he did. Um, and there's the Abyss Watchers who are tasked with fighting the Abyss and holding it back in kind of, now that Artorius isn't there anymore, and they're this like legion of warriors. And what is like amazing about it, again, in terms of story is that they, because the Abyss is kind of inevitable, that's kind of one of the biggest things about Dark Souls, that the Abyss is linked with like humans and humanity and darkness, and basically it is inevitable. They've become like, um, not infested. What's the word? Um, it's, it's kind of the word. Like sort of possessed. Yeah. Like yeah, kind of. Infected? They've been infected. Yeah, they've been they've been infected by like the abyss. But so they're kind of, they kind of end up fighting each other because they're sworn to fight the abyss, and now they have the abyss in them, and it's this like never ending thing of, and it, like it's kind of as we were saying earlier, kind of a bit like. Um, in the last episode, sorry, a bit of like Sif saying how you don't feel good about beating that boss. You don't really feel that good about fighting the Abyss Watchers. They're like good guys that are doing a job, but they've been corrupted and it, like you need to defeat them for like, you know, their own good sort of thing. And so I also to progress the plot. Yeah, yeah. You need, to, yeah. you need to carry on in a game, so you need to beat that boss. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you just can't carry on. Otherwise, you just can't. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of Matt going like, ah, oh, good guys. I'm not playing this game. This. <laughs> yeah. Put the controller down. I'm done. Um, but yeah, no, like I do love the story of them and like the design of them is so cool as well. Um, but I also, for kind of nostalgic reasons, that they're like my favorite boss. Like they're that like doing that boss fight is when I really like fell in love with like playing Dark Souls. Like I knew I liked the story because of like watching videos on it and knowing about it and stuff. But actually playing it, I really. I, like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't until I fought that boss and it really clicked with me that I went, yeah, like this, yeah, I love this sort of thing. Um, so yeah, that's that's my favourite boss. Anyone want to chat about their favourite boss? Okay, do you want to talk about Artorius? Because I think Artorius is a really good boss. And it's yeah, kind of a similar thing um, where you kind of know he's a good guy and he's just gone mad with the abyss. Um, and like, obviously we talked about this last episode, but you get that kind of... Um, Sort of war, they get like you hear like rumors about him before you get to the DLC, and obviously you you fight his uh his dog and stuff. Um, and then when you get up to him, it's just a really sad kind of fight. But he's he's such like a cool boss, like the way he moves, and he's got like the the uh gammy arm. Is it gammy arm? It's his arm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so he's like, swinging he's like, the way he it, swings this like massive I think it's sword. A technical around. term, yeah. <laughs> that, that is a medical term, yeah. <laughs> I'm a doctor, it's Gammy Arm. He's yeah. Odyssey. Well, yeah. um, and just kind of the way that fits into the story is, is really cool. And I like, and then the way kind of the Abyss Watchers are kind of modelled on that. Um, I think yeah, it's really I was cool. just about to say that, like, like they're, you look at the two, the fighting styles, they're very similar in terms of the way that they, um, the way that they fight. Basically, you like, like the, the you like the knockoff version, I'm like, I prefer the original, so... Yeah, I, I like the Chinese made one. <laughs> uh, um, go off. I was gonna well, just sort of like 
before going on to my boss, like I think adding on to what you said, it's like there's a lot of Dark Souls tragedy in you fighting people that you like just because they've gone mad. And it's like this idea of going, oh, I'm going to have to... It's, it's the only humane thing to do. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's like to kill this person. Because it's like that's how a lot of the time Solaire dies in his most of his quest lines. Is that the... Is it the Sunlight... Maggot. Sunlight Maggot. Sunlight Maggot. Like, you know, attaches onto him and sort of like possesses him, like infects him. And um, it's like sort of putting him out of his misery. And it's like, it's so sad. And it that it, it feels like a lot of good guys go mad during Dark Souls. And it's it's not great. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. My favourite boss, I think in a similar vein to, like, Artorias. It's really hard, actually, to think of, like, my favourite boss, because, like, I've, again, I've not played uh, Dark Souls. Are we talking a- across all Soulsborne, sorry, or are we sticking to Dark Souls for this one? Just just Dark Souls, like, favourite. Matt's muted. I assume oh, he's saying yeah. include Bloodborne. No, I'm saying don't include Bloodborne. Oh, sorry, don't include <laughs> yeah, No, that's good, yeah, because I, I was going to say that's too hard for me to do. Yeah, but, just yeah. Dark Souls. Yeah, with Dark Souls, then, I think, funnily enough, I think it's... Oh, it's really, really hard because they've got so many honourable mentions. But I think the one I'd probably give it to is um, at the end of... Is it at the uh, end of Ring City DLC? Uh, the guy, What's he called? I, I don't know, remember his name, but I remember the boss fight. Ga- Gale. Fucking... Oh, Gale. Yeah. yeah. Gale's, like, boss fight, I think, is so immense. Like, because it's, it's, it's the idea that it's sort of at the end of time. Like, the idea that it's... He, you know, because you meet him earlier on in the game, like he's how you get into the DLC, and he's this sort of normal warrior, like he he's about the same size as your character and things like that. But by the time you meet him, he's this absolute absolute hulking monster that's just like, yeah, he's like so deformed and everything like that. And it's the fact that it's sort of because like a lot of, I think it's the cool contrast with the rest of the game that a lot of Dark Souls looks back. While this is like almost looking forward into the future of like what's happened in that universe, and I think it's, I think it's just a cool twist on that. But I do want to give honourable mention to, uh, um, oh god, it's it's annoying me that I can't remember his name, but um, uh, the guy, the pre, the one who eats everyone, Matt's still muted, the one who eats everyone, the one who what? eats everyone, Aldrich. Oh, Aldrich, okay. like the idea of Aldrich, like I find it something. I think he's like in some ways the scariest because, like, it's this idea that this is some guy who was like a fanatic who believed eating people gave him power, and the fact that it's like that thing of Pontiff locked him in a room with a god and he ate the god, and it was like because he he'd become this sort of sludging monster and like this whole thing of just deformity and. I think it's like really sort of gruesome and like horrifying at the same time, like this all-consuming creature that's just hungry all the time, um, and then becoming this like powerful sort of entity in that universe. Like I think that's really cool, like lore-wise and stuff. It's like, oh, me after four days of quarantine, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many empty packets of crisps around me. <laughs> And, and beer cans, you've got a problem, mate. But beer cans, I'm, I'm Aldrich, mate. If I drink the beer, it gives me its power. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, yeah. have you got... Yeah, sorry, Rob, did you just want to add something there? It looked like you were... Uh... 
No, he's nope, just eating nope, potato waffles. Nope. Okay. I mean, I, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I was eating potato waffles, so I am jealous of that. Um, well, but not to step. I mean, I'd, this I'd, is a man I'd with say... a PhD. Sorry, man, man with PhD eats potato waffles on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I would have maybe said Artorius just because of character-wise and the the boss fight's really cool and stuff like that. But I'm not going to say the same. I would then say, on par with that for me, despite how infuriating it is to fight them both. Ornstein Smell is up there as one of my favourite bosses. Um, the joy I felt after finishing that boss. I think I Snapchatted you both, um, Matt and Guff. I think I might have Snapchatted you like, as I did it. Um, and I, di- I did it with an- uh, Artorius as well, because I think I literally had no Estus and the tiniest bit of health left when I beat it. I think the same thing happened with Ornstein Smell as well. And just the... the yeah, I don't know. I, I, at least for me, anyway, the rest of the bosses I, I found pretty, pretty easy going up to that point. Um, there's a bit of a, I don't know, Capra like dicked you around a little bit um, sometimes, but apart from that, those that was the one where I was proper like, fuck, this is a wall. This is, this is, this is the it for the long haul. This, this is being methodical, like going through and genuinely reading all these characters and really hit me with like, right, I need to learn how to how to avoid these attacks because it's not good enough for me just barreling in and beating the shit out of something uh because then if i wanted to go back and upgrade anything you'd because you can't warp at that point you've got to walk through the entirety of analondo back down through Sen, uh, sen's fortress and all that so it was to that point where i was like right fuck it i'm not doing all that it's too much effort let's just grind it out and see what we can get so i really and i really like just the you get little to no relationship of the those two leading up to that point is literally just you're going into this big room you can see some statues in the background of Gwyn and Guinevere and stuff like that and here's these two guards that just have become this huge part of like at least I know in the fandom like the people seem to really dig them and um yeah no it does just yeah fits in nicely I like those two honestly and smell you little bastards go on go Sorry, I was going to say, I think it sums up Dark Souls at its finest and, like, the difficulty spike. Because it's, like, the fact of... I don't know if that's the first boss you fight with two people at once, but the fact that it is just this... It is this unrelenting boss. Like, that's the thing of just being, like... Oh, for God's I, sake. I feel like <laughs> in the... two f- of them? <laughs> in, in the first game, that, I think, is the first time you do it. Uh, yeah. I think yeah. it just—I think it sums up Dark Souls at its finest, just being like, "We're here to fuck you up, like we're here, we're gonna, we're gonna make you work for this." I remember like seeing—I remember sort of seeing an article a while ago that was like bosses, and it was like the idea of what they were there for originally in like games, and it was to sort of, you know, because if you say you're playing like I don't know Mario, and you can you can just jump through the level. You don't necessarily have to collect anything. You can just go and shoot through it. Or the same with like the Castlevania games. You could just like side scrollers, just run through it, get to the boss. The boss is there to sort of prove you've learnt the mechanics of the game, and it's to sort of prove that you've actually worked a little bit towards it. It's like it's like taking an exam at the end of your year. You know the boss is sort of that, and it's like the fact that Dark Souls brings that back to games a lot more i think of being like you have to know i mean we'll touch upon it later i imagine with the second with in you know when we look at sekiro but sekiro 
has like so many game mechanics and it's like the bosses are there to make you go do you know them because you're gonna fucking have to know them <laughs> otherwise you ain't getting past this gray fog wall and onto the next bit which i think's mint i think that's amazing yeah i do yeah I 100% agree on seeing the smile. It's definitely up there for me with Dark Souls 1 bosses, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just think the the way the boss bosses bring the story together is just just so good in Dark Souls. So I just wanted to shine a bit of a light on them and shout out our favourites. Okay, so my section that I'm wanting to talk about now... Uh, more in the, it's to be fair, it's probably not too focused on the in-game mechanics of stuff. Um, it's more kind of the effect it's had in like wider pop culture and things like that. But it's this whole, this whole uh, idea of get good uh, that came from the this the well, from Dark Souls One really. Like I mean, I was I was actually having a look back on um the origins of git good uh i think someone mentioned it early on a reddit page for i want to say it's like metal gear something in like 2009 and then following that the main time it sort of picked up is through dark souls one the community is talking about all the bosses and stuff on reddit and just so this this wider this this wider application of like it's not just it it almost builds up like a camaraderie with the with the community that's out there this um this get good that people used at the time of saying how like it just it, it just went across a lot of like pop culture and how the this game had such a big influence going forward um it, in itself is just it well, it's been repeated over and over again with certain things coming from these games like i was going to talk about the whole you died thing which found its way into memes um a little more recently than the getting good part but um yeah getting good uh it has kind of been bastardized with how it's used now which is why we've never really used it in a serious context but at the time i feel like it was just a a fun sort of pure way that the community could kind of interact with each other obviously linking into the you died thing as well like there is a book sure. called you died you sure? um which is like all right okay no worries then Jeez. like the, almost like the memoirs of a load of journalists that played it before it was like out and stuff like that and a lot of that what they say is boiling down to just like getting good at in stuff like that and as you say it kind of has been corrupted a little bit like they get good stuff you know is kind of a way for people to like look down on other people you know go oh i'm struggling with this boss and rather than helping them they're just like oh get good and it's like which kind of goes against what most of the dark souls community is about which is helping each other and supporting each other and going hi like i'm struggling on the gargoyles and someone going hey summon me in or going well have you tried this trick or have you tried this weapon or this buff to like take them down so even though it's like a thing of it probably started out as quite like a fun thing it's now used kind of in quite a negative way for like dark souls elitist people to look down on people that are trying to play the game and it's weird it's almost like them going yeah if you're not good enough for it you're not you can't be involved in our like little community sort of thing you've just got to get better at it which i think is quite negative uh yeah i was gonna kind of add to that and uh uh say like there's a mechanic built into the game to help you with that and it's summoning and everyone's favorite npc is Solaire, who is the character who gives you the item which allows you to be summoned into other people's worlds it's like the game's built it in the game's there to help you kind of um 
to help you get past bits that are hard. And I, I like, and I think that adds to the story. And a lot of people seem to think that you know, it's like even with like prepare to try, they said we're doing a no summon run. We're not summoning. And I, and I think that takes away that like, for me that takes away from the story and from the the whole point of the game really. Um, but yeah, it's kind of that toxic kind of don't summon because if you're summoning, you're not good enough sort of thing is a bit stupid. Mm. Yeah, because I. Go on, go off. Sorry, sorry, I didn't have my hand up. Bad, my bad. Um, but like, no, I mean, but that you get that in every game. Like, I think that's the thing that comes with game, like just gaming. He's like, I remember there was this whole thing of like Call of Duty back in the day where you know it's called the Noob Tube and it's just like, oh, a yeah, launcher, yeah. and it's like it's it's a weapon in the game that is there. It's available. It is, it is, you know, it's there for the challenge. And it's it's sort of like that thing of being like, no, it's cheating. It's like spamming a button, and it's like, and like that can be annoying. I get it, but it's like they are game mechanics that are there to sort of for a reason. And yeah, I don't know. I just there's that whole there's that whole culture of being like you shouldn't do, you know, if you do this, you're not a real gamer or you're not a real sort of you're not very good at the game because you're almost cheating. And it's like, but they aren't cheats. Like there are cheats and mods for games that exist, and you're not doing that, and it's like you are just taking advantage of stuff that the game gives you and that are built into the game. So I think it's a sort of this culture that's in every game, but yeah, definitely uh, with Dark Souls, it, it, it's it's already a challenging game, so you can sort of see where that comes from. But yeah, because I, I was just gonna say, like, I, like I enjoy the challenge of fighting the bosses and like trying to beat a boss like on my own. But then I do, like, so I don't generally do the, um, like, get real life summons in. Like, I don't tend to do that. But what I do, I do do, like, some of the NPC ones, like, you know, with Solaire and stuff like that. Because I'm like, that does add to the story. Because I'm there more for the story than the difficulty. But then I do like the reward of beating a boss, like a difficult boss, like, on my own. Like, that is pretty re- rewarding. But then the thing is, that the whole get good thing does take away from people that just want to be there for the story and as as you say there are yeah there's getting good but there's also mechanics built in the game as you said to like make it easier for you you know because you could just grind a load of souls and level up to a point where you're strong like you only need to hit something a few times to kill it do you know what i mean and that's not cheating because that's like a mechanic in the game that's how the game's built it's how it's designed or so, use yeah, magic by or use magic yeah like at its essence it's a tough game but you can make it easier and it's not cheating to make it easy for yourself by either summoning or leveling yourself up when you're finding something really hard I, f- I find the aspect of like leveling up though you don't you don't do nothing to do that like do you know what I mean like that's not you're working hard you might not be like sort of you might not be working hard at a boss and going alright well I'm learning his moveset like I'm, I'm not like really I'm not like grinding at this boss and like repeating it over and over again until you know it quite well. But you are grinding elsewhere to level up to a point where you're like, all right, well, I'm making this boss fight easier for myself. And like, I don't see why that should be frowned upon. Like if you're someone who, like, cause you know, I think there's, I think there's elements of games. Like if you're someone who grinds really hard to have these spells that can just rinse a boss in like a hit or two, fine you've worked hard elsewhere in the game to earn that and like it's a different approach to playing that game but i don't see why it's like 
maybe looked down upon by someone else. But the same way of like, if you go in and you've got like a low level weapon and you just, you're the kind of player that looks, loves to be like, all right, I'm a really low level and I'm going to go on a boss run and just chip away at this boss. And you could be in that boss fight for an hour, <laughs> just hitting the ankles of this giant boss with like this really poor weapon. Fair play. Like it is just a different way of playing that game. And like, I think, no matter the approach, I don't think that game allows you to not get good in in other areas to actually get it. I don't think you, you can't cheat Dark Souls unless you find a way of actually modding it. You can't cheat it. Like you will have to work hard in some places to to progress. And I think that's like the pretty cool thing about that. Definitely, yeah. Anything else, anyone? <laughs> Sorry, I realise this is my segment, and uh, I got I just got. Distracted fighting a uh, one of Gwyn's knights. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, can we just discuss how the fact that Sam keeps just yeah. going back to his switch? I mean, admittedly, yeah. he is playing Dark Souls one, but fuck, this is like being this is like being at a dinner table and <laughs> you, you, you make just texting. I'm like, Gwyn, more important is he? Is he she? Is. Who is he's, she? <laughs> he's been. Oh right, I'm falling now. Okay, yeah. Uh, where, where am I? Is this where good? Is, is yeah. this good? Oh. <laughs> I just I need to get away. I need to get away so I can finish the segment. But no, I, so I, deep. T- if anything, I'm I'm throwing myself in the deep end trying to get good and to fit in with the segment. So you know, um, oh, I, I live you... I, I live by my art. No way. That is absolute bollocks. <laughs> no one's, no one's you just wing that, mate. <laughs> and we're not, right, we're not buying what you're selling, mate. No. Yeah, so my segment um, is kind of just about the NPCs of Dark Souls and why they are so much better than NPCs in pretty much any other video game that's ever existed, uh, despite not really being in the game that much. Um, Some might say the NPCs are the MVPs. You might do. Can we just end it there? Definitely. Can can we just end it there? Just (laughs) cut. I'm out. Um, I've written. This is the problem with handwriting is that I cannot read what I've written down now. So that's that's good, isn't it? Um, that's <laughs> it. So like, I think. Sorry again, a doctor. Just just point that out there. Just, <laughs> mind you, maybe that's why the handwriting's bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Doctors are famously bad handwriting. Um, I think like for me, like the doc, like I was saying, they're, they're not really in the game a lot, but when they are, they're such like viable contributors to the game. And we, I think I said in the last episode that, um, like they 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 don't deliver exposition to the character. They don't stand there, or for the most part, they don't stand there and just tell you exactly what you've got to do. And they're like, press R one to do this. It's not, it's not like that. It's like they're like actual people who speak normally to you, and they're speaking to you from their own experience and their own um, kind of personal situation. Um, and it's such an isolating. And kind of desolate game, Dark Souls. You know, it's generally not multiplayer. Um, you can go for hours and hours without talking to an NPC or anything like that. But so when like you kind of do find them, it's like these moments of like, ah, oh, I'm I'm in a safe bit because the, the games feel so like unsafe. And there's you know, there's traps everywhere. You could be one hit by something at any moment, and you could lose. You know, hours of of progression basically if you've not found a bonfire so when you meet an npc it's always like a nice little moment of being like this is like a respite and it's usually someone who you've met 
previous in the game as well, so it's always like a, a nice like little familiar face for you to find. Um, yeah, and that's kind of that's kind of why I really like it, and the mechanic they use for the games. Yeah, I think what's really cool is like you said that the you know they're not just there to tell you what to do; they are there for the story and stuff like that, and like they all have their own little agendas and stuff. Especially like Dark Souls Three, like everyone kind of all the M- NPCs you meet start like congregating in like filing shrine, but like they're all like bitching about each other and are telling you different things. And during it's just like that's like such a small detail that actually, like in terms of the game, doesn't have that much of a impact necessarily on what happens. But it's just like another layer to that that all these characters are really fleshed out and you get some like big actors doing the voices in Dark Souls as well like well not big actors but like people you know of doing the voicing for like two lines and that sort of thing and I think yeah you, I've, never, I've never really seen NPCs on that level in any other game really just want to say um, that Bender voiced one of the characters from Final Fantasy X just saying hey who was he again in Final Fantasy X he played Wacker, so he had a very, uh, he had a very indeed. weird, almost Jamaican-esque, uh, yeah, just weird, weird, weird voice. Um, I'm sure looking back on it, it's very much like, ooh, this is a, uh, this is a 2000s game, this. This, is, um, <laughs> this definitely hasn't aged well. But going back to the NPCs, anyway, it almost kind of gets to the point, I don't know, almost, almost to the point sometimes where you're more invested in their in the, those characters than you are yourself like I've probably had times where I've been playing these games and I just what I'm kind of doing it's not for me to like get something out of it it's more I just want to see where these characters go and where they end up I know like one of the playthroughs I did I actually did the whole Onion Knight and saving Onion Knight and stuff like that and I mean do you, you guys have you guys played through where his story actually ends up so after you, um, so after Azalef and when you save him and stuff like that, there is another area he moves on to, and like that whole story with him as well. It's like I put it on par as being as tragic as Solaire's is for what ends up happening, especially with like you get his family involved, and his daughters there, and it's just yeah, it is pretty brutal. Um, yeah, well, I've, I remember watching a video on it. I think it was one of Fatty's videos about like the NPCs in Dark Souls Three. So basically, the stories in Dark Souls Three is that. Um, you know, there's been so many cycles of like the fire being kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going uh, by all these different like um, Lords of Cinder, and essentially it's going out and like one last time it needs to be, you know, you need to you need you need to get it going again. But you're just kind of a normal person, but to do that you need to go and get the souls of all these people that have linked the flame before and like bring them all together so that they can be used to like start the cycle again. And it's really interesting that the NPCs, um, I can't remember all of them, but each of them have like the Lord of Cinder that they're kind of hunting. Yeah. So, you know, you've got like, um, what's she called? Uh, Henri. Henri is yeah, with um, Aldrich. Like, is she? Aldrich, yeah, yeah. She's oh, like... Or is, it pon- <clears throat> is she Pontiff? Uh, no, she... Oh, no, she she's Pontiff. Pontiff yeah, 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 she's somewhere Pontiff. in for Pontiff, yeah. Because then... Um, Obviously, the Onion Knight's down for Yawn. Yeah, um, yeah. The, he's there um, for the Abyss Watchers. There's, there's the, um, there is the knight in uh, Firelink Shrine. Like, you don't really summon him or anything, but there's the, like, Crestfallen Knight in Firelink Shrine for, like, the Abyss. So it's this kind of thing. And, and like, yours 
you're like playable character yours is supposed to be like the the princes sort of thing but obviously you end up doing them all but again it's like linking back to what we said before like people not summoning and not doing the npcs and stuff like that you miss out on that element of it if you don't do that those kind of storylines that you know they're just on the same quest as you i mean maybe theirs isn't about linking the flame but about you know like onion knights is keeping a promise to his old friends that when he went mad and wouldn't link the flame anymore he would come and kill him and that on is like a bit more personal um about i can't i can't understand but she's got some like personal vendetta but it, it's just a nice thing that you have these npcs that are all doing different things for different reasons and but they've all got their like lord of cinder and you're there as well like helping them along the journey you just don't get if you don't interact with them uh, as i say i think you can summon um Henri and Horace, is it her and Horace, or one of them for the deacons as well? Uh, both. It makes um, sense because you don't you meet them just before you go into the into the cathedral of the deep, where you then end up meeting. Don't you meet them like outside in the? There's like a dilapidated yeah uh, sort of bit. Is it like, road of sacrifices. Like both of them. Yeah, 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 it is, it is, yeah. So yeah, it makes sense that you yeah some of them leading on from there. So um, they're obviously linked. Well, they're linked to Aldrich, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are linked well, to yeah, but, that, but then Pontiff's yeah. obviously like. Oh no, Pontiff's not ahead of that. Why? Why do you? Why does she come in for Pontiff then? Yeah. Maybe maybe it's just after, or maybe she is on the same quest as us. Uh, and just then a, after Pontiff's prick, isn't he? Pontiff. Well, yeah, prick. Pontiff is a Pontiff is a big prick, prick, but um, big prick energy. Churchy, isn't he? They're all a bit churchy. Yeah, yeah he's a bit nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is that what we're ending that on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that on. <laughs> Time for a quiz. No, definitely not. That's, that's what NPC <laughs> stands for, nonce playable characters. <laughs> oh dear. Very good. Very good. Yes. Uh, it's up to you, Rob, if you want to run your segment like that. Uh, I'm quite happy with that. <laughs> it. We ended. We ended the video cast on the word nips <laughs> a few mm, weeks fair. ago, so yeah. it's not adverse. I like the bombshell ending, it's good. Okay, so we're going to the quiz. Uh, this quiz is all about NPCs. Um, so I'm going to give you guys and the NPCs from Dark Souls 1 and 3, not Dark Souls 2, because we don't talk about that. Um, I'm going to give you five lines of dialogue from three NPCs, and you've got to guess the NPC. And then we can have a nice little chat about who it is at the end and why they're a good NPC or a bad NPC. Um, very nice I uh, can just say I've just looked up you can get um, um, Henri and on the Aldrich fight as well oh, can so, you? Yeah. Oh, she, okay. she is kind of on the way to Aldrich but obviously to do that you have to kind of go via Pontiff anyway so um, nice one <laughs> uh, MC1 <laughs> first line of dialogue is I'm going to go over it for this um, so what do you say why not help one another in this lonely on this lonely journey? Salah. You're supposed to put your hand up. Oh, sorry. But, but I'm alright. Sam? Salah. Well done, Sam. <laughs> Don't play by the rules! Look how disappointed play. he is. He's genuinely fuming. Great. I might just leave the chat. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think I think I just got to that bit with Solaire as well. So I, should have, I should have been a bit quicker than that. 
Well, Sam, I believe I bet Sam was trying to uh, raise his hand, but you know, so just uh, a voice from the ether stopped him. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, winner. Do you want? Do you want the other lines of dialogue? Yeah. yeah. Love slash dialogue. It occurs to me, what if I'm seen as a laughing stock, as a blind fool without reason? It's a good line, isn't it? Uh, I maybe should have put that one first. It might have been a bit more ambiguous. I don't know. Um, to summon one of their spirits, cross the gaps between the worlds, and engage in jolly cooperation. Yeah, that would be Oh, he's the best, isn't he? Uh, but I cannot give up. I became undead to pursue this. And then uh, finally I got, if only I could be so grossly incandescent. Incandescent. Is like, I, I never realised this prior, but like again watching Prepare to Try recently, where they sort of go over, like when they go through that, and it's like, isn't, isn't there a bit where Solaire's just flirting with them a little bit? <laughs> he's proper nice. Like, yeah, but it's like I'm sure there's a bit where he's just like, he's just a bit flirtatious. I don't like. Just a lovely cheeky little sod. Just a lovely bloke, I he's, think. He's quite wholesome, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's good. Yeah. Like he just wants, he just wants like nice things. He wants the sun. You know, he's a, he's a simple man, but he's not but a like man. Yeah, but he's also like a, a, this great sort of warrior of sunlight as well. And there's like, you know, he's yeah. got ties to like, um, he has got obvious ties to Gwyn, and that's why everyone kind of thought he was Gwyn's son. Um, so he's not kind of like I kind of see the Onion Knight is a bit like of a doofus, where Solaire's just this like genuine sort of hero character, um, and he, and like the way. You know, you meet him quite early in the game. The way he turns up for like probably the hardest boss battles in the game, he's kind of the the NPC who turns up. Um, so he's there for like Ornstein and Smile, he's there for Gwyn if you want him there. He's the player who lets you go into other people's worlds and help them out. Um, and that, that he has that like tragic story where he's looking for his own son. Uh, S U N, don't really know what that means. But there's kind of this whole kind of lore about him, which I just think is really interesting. Um, I think. Um... I, it's one. It, it's like that thing, you know, when you have like two mates that you're just like, oh, you know what? Like you two would get on so well. I feel that way with Onion Knight and Solaire. Yeah. I'm like, I'm so sad you two will never meet because you you guys would get on like a house on fire. It's like you can't even get down to the pub in quarantine at the moment, can you? Yeah. Can't be like you have to get them on a video yeah, chat together. Get, get yeah, get Solaire in group chat. Yeah. No, I think that's what I think. Like what's great about Solaire's thing is he's like this like metaphorical like light of you know he's always happy he's you know he's like got really positive outlook on everything and then if you don't save him he get he goes mad and gets his brain eaten by sunlight maggots and it's such like a depressing moment on your journey that you just like this one thing that was positive in this world and you see everyone else go like mad around you like either you know you see all the hollows who have just lost their minds or um and even like the crestfallen knight he ends up going down and going mental and or they end up like Latrec and just like like profiting Bastards. on everyone's like crappy life and you just never think that's going to happen to like Solaire and then when it does you're just like oh Mate, no it's like a genuine tragedy in it like yeah. it's it, it, it kind of sums up the world of Dark Souls just so well of just like it's I think you said it Robert it's like it's just bleak and it's so lonely and then you have like these little bits of NPC and like again having someone that you're like oh I genuinely really like him as a character and then yeah like when he does go mad it's genuinely heartbreaking because you're like 
this is what it, it, it. I think it sums up perfectly the story they're trying to tell of like this world drives you mad, like that's what this world does to you. Um, yeah, fucking great storytelling in it. Good stuff. Do you want the second NPC? NPC. Yeah. Uh, first quote. I know that voice. Just how long has it been? Onion night. Ooh. Hand Guthrie. <laughs> Still got there first. Guffers. Onion Knight. Which one? I uh, I'm going to say the second one, Dark Souls. I don't know. His, it's, say the name. I, I can't say remember. He's seen name, something. I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> Heisenberg. No, I can't. I can't remember who it is. Say um, <laughs> um, I can't remember which one it is because I was going to ask you. Oh. Uh, is it Siegfried or Sieg? Because I know Sieg browsed the beer. <laughs> um... Next, oh no, you can't you quote. can't do that. Oh my god. I'm giggling that. But you mustn't get in over your head. We unkindled must put our duties first. Sam. Siegmeyer. It is not Siegmeyer. Fuck! It's the other one. I know it's the other one. Sigwood. Sigwood. Sigwood, yeah. Spongebob. It's a Spongebob quote for Sigwood, Sigwood. yeah. Squidward. It is Sigwood. Is Sigurd three or one? Sigurd's three. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the other ones were. I was thanks, thinking of one. So. Thanks to you, an epiphany has struck me square in the head. Um, I mean, quite a pickle he's indeed. His armor down in it. Yeah. Which is when he, when he's in the well. Um, uh, <laughs> my thanks. I could not have kept my promise without you. Now, for a final toast to your valor and my old friend Yorm, which is. Right, yeah. Really I'm fucking bit. fuming. I, I love, <laughs> I love, I love his story because he's like you meet him and he's a fucking idiot who can't work a lift, and he's, he's just sleeping? this absolute <laughs> moron. He's always asleep yeah. or drunk, and then you see him just absolutely rinse this giant at the end. He's a he's he's a fucking unit. Like, he's mad. Isn't he's, 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 he's so cool. I I think as much as like Solaire is like the favorite. I think it's I think. And like I think it is Sigurd who is my favorite more so than Siegmeier, just because he is it's it is that thing of like he's he's the same he's Onion Knight he's your mate who likes to have a bev that's how he is. However, he's like it's the fact that he's like I'm I'm doing this for Yorm like Yorm's my friend and like this was like something that he wanted to do. But sorry, Sam, go on. You were no. I was yeah. just gonna say you can, you can't actually summon in Siegmeier, can you in Dark Souls One? I feel like that's, he's not a summonable character, is he? No, I'm not sure. No, no he's not. Oh, you know what? Actually, sorry. Just going on Dark Souls 3, you know what can happen? Uh, turns out um, he can die pretty easy as well. Uh, yeah, you I stab th- him. I, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought like, oh, yeah, because I'd obviously watched the series and prepared to try. I was like, oh, yeah, I know what's going to happen. I've done his quest line. He's going to come into this, and we're just going to fucking wreck Yorm together. And we were fighting him. I think I got clipped and killed, but I think he did as well. But I was proper. Like, I wasn't even bothering about Sigward. I was there like, ah, he's a he's a fucking tank. He's gonna rinse him, and he gets killed. I was like, well, this is shit. So I had to do it myself. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I was like, that's shit. I thought it'd be nice.
Yeah, yeah. He's top. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, lo I love that he's just like... Ah, uh, I don't like fighting. I've got this sword for one purpose, because he's my mate. And uh, I don't like using it on anything else. He's like, but if I have to, I will, but I'm not doing much. Yeah, he's very honourable, just... isn't he? Like, he's good yeah, he's, he's mate. But pretty sure he just offs himself, though, doesn't he, after he's killed, helps you kill your... Well, he, he, he kind he of dies, sits down, yeah. and then, yeah, when you go well, back, yeah, his armour and his sword exactly. and stuff's there. So either he's running around the profane capital naked, or... Yeah. He's dead. Well, so like I watched a video on this, and I don't know if it was Vati or someone else, but it was like um, I think it was Vati, which is like when if you walk away and like someone's modded it so they keep the camera on him. When you okay. walk a certain distance away, like he just he, do, he does die. Like his yeah. character dies and like fades away. And it is the idea that he did just that was his mission. That's all he was keeping himself alive for was like to obviously like do the one sort of thing for his friend Yorm, so he, he does sort of just, like, kill himself. Or he, or he lets himself die, I suppose, in, in like, a very Jedi I way. I was going to say, the two sons in the background when he does it. Who are you? Onion Skywalker. Ray Onion. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just love how he goes from this kind of comic kind of character to this quite tragic kind of thing where he's forced to kill his mate. I, I really like that kind of 180 they pull on you. He's he's one punch man, isn't he? <laughs> he's this yeah. absolute unit who's quite funny. <laughs> Again, loves a Bev. Loves a Bev. Uh, let's go for the next NPC then. Um, well, you look reasonably sane. I am a knight of Katarina. Oh, which one's this then, eh? Sig oh, hands up, yeah. It was Guff, I believe. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, Guff. I wasn't looking. Is it Sigma? Nope. Oh! It's his daughter, isn't it? It is, but I forgot oh. her name! Next yeah, one. I don't, no idea what her name is. Siegfrau. <laughs> it's like brow, but with an F. <laughs> hey, don't you fucking Google that, cheat. You seem to be unkindled. Piss off. Do you have business with me? Is that that sounds like you proper like propositioning? Do you have business with me? Wait, Sam. Got oh, Sigmaria. No. <laughs> Fuck. Guff. I've got it. Seedland. No. Ah. Be more careful. By the gods, curiosity is going to kill you, kittens. She don't know her name. She don't know her name. Might be her. It's not her. No. Wow. It's not her. Nope. Who the fuck else is a Katarina? Fourth quote. Have no fear. There's beauty in death. Besides, you're surrounded by ladies. Every man's dream, right? Are you making this oh, up? Right. Wait, 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 wait. Sam. Patches. Yeah, it's Patches. Oh. oh. It's when he, he does that thing when he's in the armour. Yeah yeah, 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 I remember that, yeah. Oh. 
That's very good. Patches in Dark Souls 3. <laughs> We've done you all Very right. is good. That, is that on all of them, though? Is, like, they were all from 3, right? They were all from 3, yeah. So it's, it's Patches. Yeah, and yeah. I thought we could just talk about Patches and Ultra Twatties. Well, see, I've, because, I've, because I've picked a cleric now, I'm wondering what's going to happen when I meet Patches. Mm. Like, I, wonder, I wonder what... Dial because all the other dialogue usually is like, Oh, are you a cleric? and you pick no, but now I actually am one. I wonder if that's going to change Ooh, yeah, the dialogue tree that happens. Be, yeah. I'll let you know. But what, yeah. um, when does he say this? You're surrounded by ladies, bit that's what it's where he traps you in where all the dead fire keepers uh, yeah. like jump off the oh, that's a bit right near fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a prick, he's a, he's a grim oh, guy, is. isn't he? Oh, I, I fucked up his, his story as well in Dark Souls 3. Could you know that whole bit when you're in. Is it you're in the Cathedral of the Deep and he like lowers the bridge while you're on it or something? Like that never happened to me when he's in Sieg Ward's armor. Like I never saw that. I don't know uh, where I, I just fucked it up or something. A prick. Johnny, yeah, Johnny's last quote that I picked yeah, was Ah, oh, uh, you. I should kill him. <laughs> you're alive. Now hold your horses. Let's have a nice talk about this. <laughs> oh, little puss. <laughs> I love the way he just like, he's just like, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. Just banter. Talks a big talk, him. doesn't he? He does. Sorry. I wonder. I wonder where he is in Sekiro. Oh yeah, if he uh, is. Ah yeah. Mm. He's he's like a spider in Bloodborne, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. in he's in all the he's in Demon Souls as well, I think. Is he? Oh in really? Two? Um. Oh yeah, he's not in two, is he? I don't think I ever lazy. That's all I got. Right, cool. All right, cool. Oh, I wasn't keeping I wasn't keeping yeah, score of it, yeah. but you probably won, didn't you? No, well, I think technically it depends if if Matt didn't get his point for uh, not having his hand up, then yes. But uh, no, otherwise, we, we all got one. It's a it's a, it's a tie, three way tie. Everyone yeah. everyone's a winner. Yay. We can all go home happy. I am home. Lol, joke, rodeo, because quarantine, and we're not happy. <laughs> Is that the end of the episode? Yeah, I was going to say, is this outro now? Yeah, I think this is oh, outro now. Cool. I think we've done the quiz. We've chatted about our favourite things. Um, yeah, so next episode is going to be... Uh, we're going to be chatting all about Bloodborne. Um, and then after that, we're going to be Sekiro. And then even after that, we might even do a little chat on uh, Elden Ring. or Ring, And the future of Lord of the Software. Rings. Do it. Wait, is that... That's obviously like way, 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 way early and like pre-production. Has that been delayed? Because I know everything's getting delayed because of Corona it, right now. It never had an official release date, but some sources were saying March twen- March this year. What? But then it's oh, like very. That was quite a while ago. And then obviously that's not true. Yeah. And um, also George R. R. Martin is writing it, so it's never yeah. happening. <laughs> it's yeah. Never. Did Did you hear though that apparently he's actually started writing it again now that he's stuck at home? Oh fuck oh, off! He's a lazy twat. <laughs> <laughs> so look forward to Elden Ring. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were going to do some chat on that. So make sure you check everything out, and we'll be back soon. Stay safe. Bye. <coughs> Wash your hands, you dirty pig. Okay, bye. That was a public health announcement. <laughs>